What's up, Johnnies? I hope you all had a fantastic weekend. I know I did. It was a weekend full of comedy. Oh, I will say, guys, uh, um, dry January is, is no longer a thing for me. It wasn't my year. It wasn't. I, I was tested in multiple ways this past weekend. Actually, I broke it Thursday, I think. I was high on an edible, and I, I couldn't handle the high. I was just like, I think I need a drink to, like, balance this out. And, yep, from there on out, all bets were off, and um, alcohol was consumed in excess this weekend. So maybe next year, guys. And I also came in contact with multiple people who also broke it this weekend. So, yeah, I would say if you are still going strong, you've made it past the 20-day the mark hump. That was clearly a struggle for others. So kudos to you. And maybe next year I can make it a month without drinking. But no, guys, I just I just got back from the meat locker, had a weekend full of comedy and all all other good things in life. But I just wanted to do a quick intro to this episode because it's very important to me, guys. It's my my one and only grandmother. Truly, really my only grandparent who has been like in my life consistently. Um, so she she's the OG and yeah, she's really like you guys will be able to tell from just listening to this episode. Like she's genuinely just such a good person. Like I really wish I was half as good of a person as she is. And yeah, it may not be the most funny episode, but it's more so for me. My grandma's going to be 92 soon. And she has really always been there for me and taught me a lot and continues to teach me a lot. So I wanted to make sure I had her on the podcast and I hope you guys enjoy it. She's a very wise, smart, I mean, she's 90, going to be 92, and she's fully mentally with it. She's, like, smarter than me and definitely smarter than you. (laughs) I'm joking, but she's a great, she's a great girl. We talk about a lot of stuff, her, her upbringing and whatnot and her spirituality it is really more of like a spirituality wellness check which I kind of needed um and she told me to go on a spiritual retreat so I, I doubt that will happen but I did appreciate the that she recognized I needed it you know like that's that's what's important um so um, now that that's, that's out of the way, I hope you guys enjoy the episode and I hope you enjoy my grandma. I call her mamma. That's what we've, we've always called her. So I don't know if that's trashy or not, but it is what it is. Motherfuckers. Uh, 
And yeah, uh, I actually have a show in Jersey Saturday. It's not my show. I'm actually just opening for Karen Feehan at the dojo. So if you're in Jersey, get tickets to that. It should be a very, very funny show. And yeah, enjoy the episode with Mama. Love you guys. Who's that? Who's that? Who's that? Alrighty, ladies and gentlemen, we are <laughs> we are here with probably the the most important guest we've ever had on WTJ. Do you know what my podcast is called, Mama? No. Who's that, John? Huh? It's called <laughs> It's called Who's That John podcast. It's called what? Who's that John? Oh, who's that? Oh, J A W N. Yeah, remember? What's that mean? Remember, we looked it up. Um, it literally means a person, place, or thing. Anything. Oh, okay. John. So okay. we are here with the Johnny of all Johnnies. We're here with my grandmother. <laughs> and this is a very important episode because, I mean, Mamma, you have, you got a lot of years under your belt here. Yeah, I sure do. <laughs> you got a lot of years. So I feel like we could all learn something from you. Oh, you I know? don't know about that, but you're just filled with wisdom. I'm always enthralled with you. I am always like, I just feel like I always, I feel like every time I talk to you, I learn something new about oh, yeah. your life. You know, well, so uh, so that's take very us complimentary. So take us back. What what year were you born? Where did you grow up? What's what's the origin story? Of well, I was born in 1931. 1931. So this is kind of heat of the depression, right? In it's the middle. Like, that's in the middle of the Great Depression. Uh, or right when it was it, starting. Really, at the beginning of the yeah, big uh, the depression. Yeah. Wow. What it was that like? A while and went into the war. The war ended the depression. Mm-hmm. The Second World War. Right. Well, people say we're approaching a recession pretty soon. So do you have any advice for for the upcoming uh, potential recession we might be facing? I, I think a recession would look a lot different in 2023 because there's just, it's chaos out there, you know? Mm-hmm. Like it, people can be selling stuff on Instagram, you know? Yeah, it, it's a very different world for uh existing yeah uh than it used to be yeah you you know it it used to be physically you had to be there physically like at the store yeah physically here and and now you don't exactly you just send out a message oh send me food yeah you You guys couldn't sell wedgie leggings on instagram or anything like that you know sell what you guys couldn't just start advertising for like 
butt leggings on Instagram <laughs> or anything like that. Like yeah. you really had to get out there. What was the first job you had? I worked in a cleaning establishment. Like you would so clean I other did, people's houses? No, no. Cleaning clothes. Clothes cleaning. Oh, okay. Like uh, laundry. Yeah. Nice. Uh, and, uh, you know, people bring their stuff in. And the interesting thing is uh, the guy didn't even have, like, a um, thing that would squirt water. You know, how you, how you yeah. have those things to moisten envelopes or something. You right. Know? Didn't have anything like that. So you had a spit. Wait, what? That people brought in their clothes, and you'd stand there and you'd spit on you it. You would spit and on their clothes. Write out a, with a, in the, their name with an indelible marker wow. on, on their pocket. Okay. And that's how you handled it. it was, so that it was, was the cleaning process. You guys would just hawk loogies on people's clothing? You what? You would just spit on people's clothes? <laughs> yeah. No, on the pocket. Not on the clothes. Just on the pocket. Just on the pocket. That so is that too you funny. Could moisten it enough to get the indelible marker to work. Wow, interesting. With their name on it. Yeah, because yeah. you had to so keep I, track I don't of know everyone. Mister, whatever's name was, I can't remember his name offhand. It'll probably come to me later. But I, I have no idea how he had to handle all this stuff. What, yeah. it, you know, process through the uh, yeah. storefront. You know. That's nuts. You guys had to come ready. You had to be hydrated. You had to spit on some shirts all day. <laughs> that is hysterical. So that was in Missouri. So you grew yes. up in St. Louis. Uh, and Yes, I grew up in St. Louis County, really. Mm-hmm. Um, my, it was actually, I was born in um, Baden. Mm-hmm. It's a small se- section, you know, a little little section of... A uh, little town outside uh, of St. Uh, Louis. In, in, well, yeah, part of St. Louis, you know, St. Louis County, as they mm-hmm. call it. And, uh, yeah, why was I telling you that? Oh, because we had a spit on their pants. <laughs> <laughs> so how long were you in St. Louis for your entire uh, childhood? Till the age of 37. Oh, wow. So you did yeah, seven. that's when we moved to New Jersey. 37 years, St. Louis. Did you meet your husband in St. Louis? Oh, of course. What was that? How did you meet him? What's sort of uh, the story there? We both there? worked for ADT. What's that? Huh? What's ADT? I should it's know a, that, right? It's a um, burglar alarm. Oh, okay. Uh, fire alarm, this alarm, that alarm, whatever kind of alarms. Yeah. So you were always working because people have this notion like women weren't working like during that time or whatever it seems like you always had like a job I guess right yeah had to yeah if I wanted to eat so you're working at ADT and he he asked you out I'm assuming how did he go about that uh I'm trying to remember just the workplace dynamic said you know how about we go out to dinner X day, mm-hmm. Saturday, or whatever it would be. And was he above you in the company? Like, was he your boss technically or no? No, he wasn't my boss. He worked in a different d- department completely. I worked in the accounting department. Mm-hmm. So I paid the bills and paid their, uh, yeah, gave them their checks, you know, and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Uh, yeah. 
<laughs> and but and what was I saying? <laughs> so he asked you out. Yeah. And then what'd you guys do for your first date? We went out to dinner. Went out to dinner. Yeah. And were you immediately like struck like struck by him? Well, I mean, he was like the hot shit in he the was, office. You I'm know? sure. Yeah, and all the girls were They loved him. Yes, they all wanted to date him or what whatever. Nice. And, and then so he when wanted they found you. out that we were dating, they were horrified. They were jealous. <laughs> were there was there some some girls being catty in the office? I don't know if they were. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I never I, I really never got into that inter office go, um, gossip. gossip stuff. Yeah. Because there were several different departments uh, in, in this one company, mm-hmm. in that one room, in fact. Right. You know? Yeah. And uh, there was no a lot of cattiness or any of that kind you of stuff. You were just there to work. Huh? You were just there to work. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. But little did you know you would meet your husband. No, little did I. And how old were you then when he uh, first asked you out? Uh, I'm trying to think. Uh, 20s, maybe? Were you in your 20s? Oh, or were, sure. Yeah. And I then see. from then on out, it was just you were sold. Did, was it love at first sight, would you say, or no? Oh, I had a big crush on him, of course. Mm-hmm. Oh. And the first date went well. Yeah, I'm trying to remember what we. Oh, we went to a tavern that he always fe- frequented. He, he was a regular. Cards. He played cards there every day. Every day yeah. of his life, he played cards. Well, that's one thing you've told me, because guys, I've never met my my grandfather. He passed before I was born, but you did say he was a big gambler, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, he was. And you guys, did that ever cause a riff in their relationship? It's tough when you're dating a gambler. I mean, they could have all the money in the world one day. The next day, it's all Zero, gone. Yeah. 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 Didn't he win but, you like an operation or something like on the blackjack table or something? He what? Didn't he win you like an operation through gambling? Like he paid yes, for one of your did. surgeries? Yes, he did. <laughs> I had to have... Uh, Gallbladder surgery. My gallbladder right? removed, yes. That and, is too funny. He, he uh he played cards with the um uh, surgeon. Yeah. And whoever won if if he won the game then the surgeon would do the surgery for free. Uh and if he <laughs> lost I I guess he had to pay for it. I don't know, but of course he never lost a card game. <laughs> Never. No. So he been, must have been a good gambler. He was, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> you know? This is the if, O'Malley line, guys. We come from a, a long line thing. of gamblers. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if that was a good thing, he was excellent at it. That is too funny. Yeah, it is. Because, you know, that was never in my family. <laughs> you know? Yeah. My dad never did gambling or anything like that. Exactly. Well, it's definitely in ours now, that's for sure. Oh, the yeah. the O'Malley clan loves to gamble. Mm. Um, okay, so you guys go out, and then how long until you're married? Because things used to move quick, right? Like, people used to date, and then boom, they used to get married, right? Yeah. How long did you date Grandpa Joe before you I'm got try- married? I'm trying to remember. Like a year, maybe? Oh, I don't think it was maybe that long. 
No, couple months, and then you guys yeah, tied the knot. Months, maybe, but yeah, yeah. He 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 was, of course, you know, a prize. He was a prize. Yeah, you caught him. Did your parents like him? Yeah, but my mom and dad were very uh, nice people that tried to welcome anybody. You know, they, yeah. They, so they always tried to welcome my boyfriends, quote unquote. Mm, so there were multiple yeah, before and, Grandpa and Joe. I think they Leia. liked Joe, you know, because uh, he drove up with a big black Buick. <laughs> oh, the big black Buick. Big you black came with Buick. some wheels to take you out. So they were like, oh, he's got money. Like, Well, he, yeah, the, the, the family, his family didn't have money. But he, but he, 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 yeah, dad always told me what was the story with him. He was a high school dropout, correct? And mm-hmm. then he got into sales and just kind of worked his way up, mm-hmm. grinding through the ladder while also gambling. Yep. It's very impressive. And then what happened? You guys had kids? Because then I think what, like, what was the story? Um, did the drinking get out of hand or what was it with Grandpa Joe? Oh, yeah, he, he drank too much. He, you know, whatever. <laughs> it's, a, it's always been in the, in the O'Malley family, that's for sure. Yeah, Drinking. the Irish. We love, we love to drink. And then you had five children with the man, correct? Mm-hmm. And then you guys, so you did you have all your children in St. Louis? Or did you no. guys, you guys moved around a bunch, right? Once Not you started having no, kids? No, no, we moved from St. Louis to New Jersey. New Jersey? And, yeah, and Patrick was born in New Jersey. Everybody else born in St. Louis. Nice. So yeah. what year did you move to New Jersey? And also Not, why New Jersey? Uh, because of, because Joe's took the New York job, a job in New York. Oh, Nice. And so we had to live close to New York. Cool. What was the job? Uh, sales rep for ADT. Nice. So he just relocated to New Jersey or New York. You guys are like, oh, it'll be easier. We'll get the squad up in New Jersey. You guys lived in Maplewood, right? Or South Orange? South Orange. Nice. Yeah. It was a lovely town, and schools were excellent. The kid, your my kids got a very excellent uh, schooling yeah. upbringing. Columbia High School. Yes, yes. Doesn't beat it. Yeah, it's it's yeah, it's one of the finest in the state, and they did very well. They were all good students, and very uh, good students. Yes, much better than uh, we were for sure. Yeah. So, were you a strict mother? Like, were you very much so ran a tight ship? Like, they had to. Go to school every day, get Damn good grades. They believe that they had to go to school yeah, every day. They and, had to get good grades. And they had to get good grades, yes. And, and, they, and their dad, Joe, you know, was insistent on the good grades. So I'm sure they, they, they produced those. Yeah. Because they're, they're scared to death of their dad, you know. Exactly. Yeah. They're like, whatever it takes. What would you, who was the most rebellious child out of your five children? Uh, would it be my father, would you say? Uh, not really. Probably Pat. Pat, the youngest. Yeah, you know, it's just uh, a matter of gaining 
being able to see everyone before him. Yeah, or something. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. And then, okay, so then once your kids are all out of college, it's just you and your husband living in New Jersey. What do you do then? I'm trying to remember. Uh, they will see. They all went off to some college, right? Mm-hmm. Let's see. Everyone got a scholarship, correct? Right. I, yes, they all had merit scholarships. Yeah, so academic scholarships. Thing. Yeah, and uh, even more more productive scholarships, you mm-hmm. know, which was good. Stay in because school. I don't kids. know. I could have sent them all to. A good high school and uh, I mean and and college, you know, with because I didn't have a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Dad was not generous. My dad, your dad, I know whose dad is that? It's my it's dad's your grandfather. Dad. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> your husband, who I did think was your dad in that picture from your wedding. I was like, oh, is this you and your dad? She's like, no, that's my husband. <laughs> yes, in that one that somewhere her? over there. <laughs> He was older than you, right? Yes, he was only seven years, but he was older. He, yeah, he looked older. He was just older. Yeah, My God, he just spent, he was weathered. He's, he's been, been through it. Yes, he spent a lot of time uh, just growing up and whatever. Tough times. Know? What was his family like? Did he have siblings? Yes, he had uh, a sister who was a nun. Mm. <laughs> Aunt Margie. Aunt Margie, Mamma's rolling her eyes. Yeah, it's always with the in-laws. When uh, your in-laws a nun, that's that's crazy. Uh, what? When your in-laws a nun, that's a lot <laughs> to deal with. Yeah, well, and you know, my my kid's aunt was a nun. Yeah, yeah, that that's heavy. <laughs> aunt Margie, the nun. Yeah, yeah, and she was definitely the nun. Yeah, she sounds terrifying. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So when all the kids go off to college, it's just you, you and Grandpa Joe. What do you guys do? You travel at all? Like, are you just kicking? Well, by then, you know, I was working for for the church. Right. Yeah, and I did a lot of travel with that. You know, I traveled to Central America and worked in Central America for many, many months. Oh, yeah. What was that like? What were you doing there? Um, Renewals, you know, um... Religious education programs. Got it. And, and religious spirituality programs. Yeah. Yeah, developing those, like having a spiritual weekend Yeah, that people would go in. It would kick off. They're going back to their parish and, and you know, and, and encouraging uh, different renewals and things like yeah. that. Yeah. It would be sort of like a retreat. I yeah. feel like you're a very spiritual person. Yeah. And when did that, have you always been that, or did it come from? No, I think as a kid, you know, my my parents had me in a Catholic school, Mm -hmm. and I went to Catholic high school. Right. And then I didn't get full college, but when I went to college, you know, I'd go for maybe a couple uh, courses a year. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'd go to a a Catholic college. Mm -hmm. And... uh, yeah, so I, I I basically stayed with the religious kind of stuff that, you know, helped develop my spirituality to working yeah. with. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, what was I saying? <laughs> <laughs> 
This is what happens when you get old, guys. Sometimes you're mid-sentence <laughs> and you just forget where you are. You yeah, know what like, I mean? Whoa, what was I saying? You're like, what decade is this? Mm-hmm. Um, which is actually, so, Mamal, you've lived a, a tremendous, long life. You're going to be 92 in a couple weeks, which is amazing. Um, what is the era you look back at and you're like, those were the golden years? Like, what was the time... I was always looking forward to the golden years. Uh, everything, you know, everything I'd come across was like, okay, these are the golden years. Well, yeah. how about that, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So everything, it was always just kept getting better. I feel like when you got this house, though, that was really, I feel like, a new era for you to have this house. Yes, it was. Well, because it was away from the cities. Mm-hmm. You know, and there wasn't a lot of that stuff out, a lot of city stuff out here. And and you needed that because you've always been, you need nature, yes, right? I, oh, God, yes. I don't yes. know how people grow old in, like, the city. Like, mm-hmm. it's just not. No, me either. Uh, when I found this, uh, well, I found this hole in the ground. There was right. no house here or anything. It was just uh It was just lands. They, they were... I guess online or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But anyway, it was like I saw that and I went, oh, I got to go find that place. I found it and it was just a hole in the ground. He had just begun, you know, really uh, digging or whatever you want to call that. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, it was like, okay, I got to see what's going to happen here. And I was very lucky that, uh, you know, I could manage this. Yeah. Yeah. So did you so. buy it um, before it was built, or you waited until there was a house built here, then you bought this one? No, no. Uh, I, I saw what was being built, and, and I put a down payment down. It was a good thing I did, Yeah, because the builder's wife wanted this house. Really? But she didn't get into it before he signed a contract with me. You got in she early. She didn't mention it, and so he wanted to buy it back from me. And he was offering more money. I said, no, I want the house. Yeah. And he goes, you, you, you don't want the money? I said, no, I want that house. Mm-hmm. I want it on the lake. It's, it's just an actual retirement place for me. Yeah, you it's know. It's excellent, and that's what I want. So Yeah. You said, I, I need so this So I didn't house. back off, right? Never back off. You mm-hmm. always, If you want something, go and get it. And... This was an amazing house for us to come to growing up. We've had so many amazing memories in this house. It was always Mamaw's house. You had everything you needed at all times. You yeah. know what I mean? We had the basement with all the toys, the ball pit, <laughs> ping pong table. Yeah, that was crazy. It looks down a there. lot different now, I will say. <laughs> but there was something that was fun about the old school basement. Yeah. Just no floor, nothing, and it was a place where we could just do whatever we wanted, you know? Yeah. We'd be pogo sticking, like, in your basement. I know. <laughs> and there was, like, a ball pit. It was so fun. And it is very nice to be on the lake, you know? Yeah. Oh, God. Do people still swim in that lake? Does the beach get popping? Because we used oh, yes. to hit that yes, all the time. The, the beach is very active during the summer. Good. Yeah, and uh, uh, people all ages... You know, it's not all just, ages, it's not just kids, ethnicities, it's not just older pe- groups, it's people all ages. Yeah. Families go. For sure. Yeah. How and have you seen, like, what do you think about the times right now that we're living in? Like, obviously, 
things you've seen such dramatic shifts in history, like over the course of your life, what do you see as kind of, um, are you, are you kind of like glad you're like, Oh, I don't know about like the future of this country type of thing. Yes. I'm very concerned because I have grandchildren. Exactly. (laughs) And that's, I want them to be able to live a decent life, a good life. And it, to me, right now, the, the challenge, it's a challenge to try to live uh, morals, you know, live a moral life. Mm-hmm. I agree. There's a bunch of things pulling you every direction, and it is kind of tough nowadays. The one thing that I'm almost jealous of you is you didn't, you didn't have this thing, you know? You didn't have constantly the internet in which like everyone who's my age like spends a lot of their time on their phone, you know? Mm-hmm. Right. And that's really not real life, you know? Mm-hmm. They're not going out, they're not having these pivotal experiences. Like like you talking about the retreat in Belize, like you don't really see people doing stuff like that anymore because they just are wrapped up in their cell phones and like what people are saying on the internet. Yeah. So I don't really know where that will go in the future. But yeah, I don't know exactly what's going on with uh, uh, spiritual programs or anything because I don't get out now anymore. Exactly. I don't get out like I used to. I used to be a part of them. A hundred percent. You know, whatever. Who knows? Yeah, I don't know if there's a lot of spirituality going on. In America right now. But, you know, there's a lot of girls selling you crystals on Instagram. So There's a lot of girls doing what? <laughs> there's a lot of girls who will try to sell you a crystal on Instagram. Crystal? Yeah. Like, you know, those crystals. You have a couple in your room. Yeah. But, like, like everyone will be into stuff like that, but they don't really know what their the end goal is. I was going to say, I don't know what is. they're supposed to be doing. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. No one knows, to be honest. Um, but what would you say, so you've lived a very long, full life. I did. I have. I've lived a beautiful life. Beautiful. What are the keys? What advice can you give to a young woman today in order to stay sane and, and really have a full life? You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't, I don't know because the world is so different mm-hmm. than when I was, you know, in it and, and functional. Mm-hmm. To, to where, you know, there were things you could do and, and you could produce like a weekend program that had a beginning and an end, you know. Yeah. And would bring people to a little step up in their uh, religious development, their spiritual development, mm-hmm. not religious. Yeah. Their spiritual development. And for that sure. was good. That was good. It's good for the soul. Mm-hmm. What would you say people... Like, what's something I could be doing, potentially, f- to better myself, to better my soul, do you think, that I'm maybe not doing? Well, I think you, you need to reach out for some kind of a spiritual development program. You think? Should and I go into a spiritual development program? Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to think, <laughs> you know, because I've gone through so many of them. Uh, where you're going to find one nowadays, yeah. I don't know. Well, even I did know. go to the psych ward, remember? Huh? And I did go to that psychiatric unit, and it was, I think, um, run by, like, Christians. Like, it was kind of like a Christian conversion therapy thing. Really? Yeah. 
Christian health. But um, yeah, it was a bit of a different experience, oh. I would say, than a spiritual weekend away. Um, but what about on these retreats? Like, did you guys ever do hallucinogenic drugs or no, no drugs? No, no ayahuasca? Drugs. No. None of that? No, I've never done drugs at all. Which is good. Oh, uh, when I say never done drugs, I take a Tylenol and yeah, know, and you still no. barely even do that. Yeah, truly, because you know it's it just to me it uh, they never work that well anyway. You know, but mm-hmm. if they take the edge off, I, I'll if if it gets so bad, you know, the back that I I really can't move at all. Yeah, you need. I'll take a couple. You need a Tylenol every yeah. once in a while. There's no shame in that. That's but I, for no, sure. But I don't. I have not taken drug drugs. No. I, I mean, I don't even know where I would get them. I guess from the doctor. But you know. who knows these days? Facebook. Um, God knows. I don't know. Yeah, I have never tried. You know, so it might be easy to come by. For all I know. Oh, for sure. Now you can get at anything. Is that right? Yeah. Wow. I'm glad I don't need, I don't feel like I need something extreme. Yeah. So you think young people nowadays, like they need to somehow connect back to their spirituality. They need to connect to themselves. Right. To their own inner self and and believe in themselves and honor themselves. Mm -hmm. Really, you know, because just to float around isn't good. So you've got to believe, you know, really feel that you're worth something. Yeah. You have to feel the feelings, you know, of what's kind of going on in your consciousness. And I think when you're constantly distracted by things, it's hard to, yeah, figure out even who you are. You know what I mean? Yeah. If you're constantly trying to put on this this facade to the world, which is a lot of like what social media is like, you're just, you're constantly thinking about what other people want from you and Mm. what people think of you. So yeah, I feel like people don't really sit with their thoughts a a lot and like figure out who they really are, you know? Yeah. So. Well, right now, uh, uh, (laughs) I, uh, I'm just happy to have my family. My family is good to me. Yeah. And they're still here. They're still part of my life. The family is very important. Yes. And, and you know, that's not with many older people. Their families are very busy and don't have time for them. I don't have that. My families, even the ones in California, are constantly in contact. A hundred percent. Huh? A hundred percent, because we yeah we need you, Mama. We need you. So well, I I find my family to just the most rewarding thing I've ever done, <laughs> and it's because of you. You are the matriarch of this family, and there's a reason everyone looks forward to coming here. It's because it's in a such a beautiful place, and you've created such a beautiful environment for your family to gather. And I think that's something. I look forward to in my life eventually cultivating a space like this. You know what I mean? And you've taught yeah. me so many things. And I think it's just great, ma'ams. And you you truly are one of a kind. Well, <laughs> really? Okay. <laughs> Why? You don't I, think I would so? Expect, I would hope there aren't too many out there like me. <laughs> uh, no. God only knows what they do to the world, right? You're one of a kind and... 
This is very special that I get to spend time with you. Oh, I'm so happy you came today. I know, and yeah. this has been so much fun. Katie tried to stay, but they had to leave because uh, yeah, they had to get to Jake's and they got to get on the road. Yeah. yeah, but thank you so much, Mams, for coming on. And I think this is a great little. I mean, you're just so wholesome. You really are. I I'm what? You're just so wholesome. Oh, like. <laughs> I probably was never given a lot of, well, I shouldn't say that. I was given a lot of chance to do other than the wholesome things. <laughs> that wasn't, wouldn't have been hard to come by. Yeah. <laughs> um. So thank you so much for coming on my podcast. And like, you heard it here first, guys. Connect back to your spirituality. Kind of find out, find out what's going on inside, you know, before you try to, portray this version of yourself on the outside you know people got to connect back to their spirituality and sort of find themselves what sort of exercises can you do to do that mamma if say someone can't like afford or like can't really figure out where they stand in terms of like going on a retreat or whatever yeah i know it uh, i i've just always been very involved in uh church and yeah. and and so it wasn't hard for me to do this mm-hmm. and to continue it but uh you know now because of my isolation i can't drive anymore and mm-hmm. that, you know i i can't find my own place to church in yeah <laughs> you know so so is there other things you still keep up like as you get older, like, are there any things you still carry on in your day to day that oh, yeah, uh, I pray? Yeah, I pray a lot. Exactly. Yeah, I talk to God. I, I don't even call it. Well, I do call it prayer. But what I do is talk to God. And that was so funny. When I was working at, at Our Lady of the Valley, mm-hmm. you know, I was usually kind of a le- in a leadership position there with uh, mm-hmm. many on the team, you know, and right. they would look forward to being there with me and, and us interacting and, you know, it was, it was great. And there's a reason I started on this, right? Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, it, you know, I, I enjoyed the companionship that came with the spirituality that, yeah. that came with those different kinds of groups. Mm-hmm. And, uh, there's, you know, it, it, doesn't only invite you to grow, it almost forces you to grow. Yeah. If you want to interact with these people, you know, exactly. these people, <laughs> with with uh, the people who who you're involved with in these spiritual programs, if mm-hmm. you want to continue to interact with them, you've got to grow. 100%. You can't just sit stagnant somewhere. No. You know, you have to grow, you have to interact, and, and each of you challenge each other mm-hmm. to... Uh, Grow a little bit here, grow a little bit there, yeah, and uh, learn a little bit to get grow closer to God. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, honest to God, this is funny, but I can't tell you how often I talk to him, to you God, do. and he to him. Yeah, yeah, I believe that you're a very I spiritual be- person. You've gotten me to, because um, I think growing up when uh, it's different when like religion is forced on you. You know what I mean? Like I had Jerry came in, he would force us to do the CCD, the baptism, whatever. I think that experience, sometimes you have like a adverse relationship with the church or whatever. You're like, Oh, what is everyone trying to tell me? And as I've gotten older, like you were saying, there's a big difference between 
that religion and yes, spirituality. And I've been trying to figure out what is my spirituality and just figure out ways like, like what works best for me, you know what I mean? And like my relationship with God and I've gotten much more into that in the past like two years, which has been nice and just praying and like figuring out okay, what my relationship right. is. When you, when you talk to God, do you talk to God? He does talk back occasionally, mm-hmm. but I have this. What's he say? Well, wow. um, to, he says like, it's more of a feeling that I feel yeah, I know. like he's almost like, Oh, like you almost, he's telling me things without saying anything, you know, but I go through this whole, I do the, I don't know. I like to pray after I meditate. So I'll meditate and then, yeah, just get to a point where I feel comfortable. And then I talk to him, you know, say whatever I got to say. And I do feel things talking back, you know, what is your process like? Yeah. I I talk to God. He's just, he's just there. He's He's all knowing. Yeah. I'll say, Okay, God, you know, like he's just sitting here or something. Yeah. He probably goes. Yeah. And you feel something you do. talking to me like that? (laughs) Who she thinks she is, right? Oh, it's too funny. (laughs) And you feel him talking back, you know? Yeah, I do. Yeah. It's crazy. I feel feel God's here. A hundred percent. God is in my life, and uh, uh, I feel God's presence. Yeah. And and that's good because if I didn't, I don't know. I, I think it'd be a very bland and and well. I I don't know what I I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Well, I can feel your spirituality for sure, and it's always been something I look up to and something I I hope to because it is something you need to work at. You know what I mean? It's not just like it's not always easy and it's not always easy to take the time to pray and do certain things, but it is a very, it's a much more rewarding way of living. You know what I mean? Yeah. Cause you get to, there's somebody there. Mm -hmm. There's somebody connected to me all the time guiding you that is protective Mm -hmm. and is, uh, uh, yes, guiding, giving me, guidance to do the right thing Mm -hmm. and has been doing that all my life apparently Mm -hmm. because I don't think I ever was a terrible renegade anything no you weren't out like doing crazy stuff I you know I enjoyed my life I had good times as a as a kid and I'm sure you as, did. As uh, a young person, you know. I You're had, still having good times. Come yeah, on. We're I about am. to party it up for your birthday in a couple <laughs> weeks. Yes. <laughs> yes, we do. That's what I hear. I don't know when that is or where, but, I mean, obviously it's going to be here. It's going to be lit. Hmm? It's going to be lit. That's what the kids are saying these days. It's going to be what? Lit. But you guys heard it here first. Connect to your spirituality. Find yourself. It's way more... It's way more rewarding than spending your entire day on your cell phone or doing something oh, like yeah, that. Yeah. And what was so rewarding was finding this place mm-hmm. and and being able to buy it and and being able to move in and live this privacy. Yeah. Because 
my jobs with the church was so much interaction with people, mm-hmm. constant interaction with people. Right. Day and night, you know, and, and some nights I'd be out till 2 o'clock with people. And a lot of them weren't very kind about it. Really? They were wanting much more than they could get. Really? I, I mean, and I wasn't sure what it was they wanted, you know, because people don't always know. And yeah. if I can't, if they can't figure out and can't give me a few cl- clues, mm-hmm. I can't just assume, you know, so, mm-hmm. but... I think I was always open to people, and I listened a lot. You're a very good listener, and, I will say. Yeah, and and uh, you know, I I I wanted to help people as much as I could. Yeah, you know, and and uh, you know, I taught religious education, mm-hmm. and while while there is always a what do they call the syllabus? What what are they? What's that? Syllabus. Word? Syllabus. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, it's a relationship. It is. And you can't hand the relationship on to someone. You can tell them about your relationship, mm-hmm. and you can share that, but you can't give them a relationship. Exactly. I mean, you can give them with you, one with you. Yeah. But not with God or with, with yeah. any, anybody else or, you know, any religious education programs. Mm-hmm. or The person has to do that on their own. Yeah. You can only give them but the tools can, yeah. and then see what they will do yeah. with it. Did you ever run into um, people who were just not, they weren't open to sort of the spirituality and like bettering themselves? Oh, sure. Yeah. Sure. But so, you know. So be it. So, yeah. So I, I don't force my beliefs on anybody. Yeah. I believe in them. And they're, they're part of me. And, you know, people interact with me, and whatever they get from it, fine. If they didn't get nothing, fine, too. Yeah. You know, I don't force myself on people, I don't think. No, not at all. And I can say firsthand, from you being my grandmother, you do have an aura of just positivity, light. People do want to be around you, and... It is something you can feel when you're around you, you know? It's very special, and it's a very warm maternal feeling, you know? And I think, like you were saying, even, like, people feel it. Jethro, Jethro hates everyone else, but he'll be snuggled up (laughs) next to Mamma. And the dog, Um, And the deer. So that's something. come looking for me. Exactly. It's actually crazy, guys. Mamma has the family of deer. They come here every day. And she feeds them, and it's it's so cute. Um, so that's something I think a lot of people can learn a lot from you. And, guys, a lot of people can learn a lot from their grandparents, people who have just lived a different life than us. And you yeah. guys have so much wisdom to share. That's why I wanted to have you on this this podcast. Oh, that was sweet of you. Uh, but it it is... It, uh, p- grandparents should want to share with their grandchildren. Should want to share what if they have any spirituality. Right. They need to share that with their grandchildren. They need to bring their grandchildren into their own spirituality. Right. And you know, if you believe uh, in God, which I which I do. Yeah. I, I believe there is a God. A lot of and, people are, like, embarrassed to say that these days. Like, I don't know. There's been this notion of, uh, 
like people have just really kind of thrown away the idea of like having a relationship with God, which yeah, I think I know. is crazy. I, I, well, it, it's well, it's not unusual in in the world. Yeah, you know, out there in the world. Yeah, you know, <laughs> for uh, uh, you know, <laughs> as I say, I've just grown with this. It started as a kid. Yeah, I mean, my parents were sure to see that. God was very much a part of my life. A hundred percent. They and and you know they brought me to God. Mm-hmm. They brought me to the church and they brought me into the spiritual programs, and they saw that I was developing spiritual a spiritual relationship with God. Mm-hmm. And they and they, you know, and my dad and mom were not highly educated people. I don't think either of them got out of grade school. Mm-hmm. But they had a deep love for God and a deep love for their family. And uh, that that is what they gave to me. Yeah. You know, and there's and a they, lot of and they gave in to me. Yeah, they gave to my family. You know, my brothers were good. My oldest brother, uh, I don't know if he died of alcoholism, but he, he died. Uh, mm-hmm. He drank a lot. Yeah. I mean... Alcohol has been a part of my family, although... As Mine I said, as well. Huh? Mine as well. Yeah. 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 And uh, my my dad didn't drink. My dad never drank anything. Really? My mom would have a beer now and again. Okay. But that's about it, you know. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, so how'd your brother, he just, he got involved with the booze early? Yes, he did. My one brother died of alcoholism. He mm-hmm. killed himself. Really? Yeah, it was uh, just sad, so sad. He was so intelligent. He graduated Washington University Law School, you know, the university itself, and and then the law school in, like, the highest, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, numbers and whatever. Yeah, and and, uh, it's it's just a shame that a lot of things didn't work, you know, that they're... uh, relationship with God didn't work well enough to keep them out of the alcohol. Yeah. Because I, 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 alcohol substitutes for something. It does. It definitely, I think when people turn to alcohol in a way that's not productive, you know, when you're just drinking every day, it is to fill some sort of void where if maybe they had filled that void with like God, it would be completely different outcome, you know? Are you know productive things? Yeah, I mean, go out and teach, go out and work, go out, you know, and do something. I taught children, you know, religious religious education for years and years and years. Exactly. And uh, adults, then, then of course, it wouldn't be odd to uh, bridge over to adults, Mm -hmm. which is what I eventually did. You know, for sure. And it was good. It was good for me. And it was uh, good for the people with whom I interacted. Yeah, it's very beneficial. Yeah. And I think people need to get back to that for sure and do more. Yeah, I don't know. Right now, people are so disconnected rather than connected. Right. I mean, they seem to go out of their way to disconnect from somebody. Well, there's a lot of, yeah, people, I think, have this idea right now where... Yeah, people are very, like, angry at, like, 
there's not a sense of community. I don't know if it's because, like I said, like religion is not as not what it used to be, but people are definitely missing something yeah. in their lives that is creating this sort of feeling of anger and like everyone's out to get me. No one, no one wants what's best for me. And I think it is because there's, there's not really a sense of community anymore, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And then the pandemic exacerbated a lot of these things where yeah, everyone was just alone. You can't get out among people. The drinking was through the roof. People were very isolated. I mean, Every study shows that like social interaction, human connection is like very important for the health and wellness of like like your mental health, you know? You need to be like right. with family, with people, and I think with technology and the way everyone operates, a lot of people are working from home. Even mm-hmm. they don't even have the sense of community from like being in an office, right. you know what I mean? Right. They're in their they're in their bedroom all day on a computer. Yeah. And I think that is not how we were as human beings evolved to like operate. You're not involved to just sit at your desk all day in your bedroom. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. So people need to get back. I do think eventually it'll come full circle where people realize like this just isn't a fulfilling life. You know what I mean? I hope so. I hope that people do more realize that. Their own growth depends upon them interacting with other humans. For other sure. people. And, and you know, growing from that. A hundred percent. And being able to share what you know and what you mm-hmm. have learned with other people, too. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know how people do it. I... I love people. I got I get to be around them every night trying to make them laugh. It's something like very rewarding to me and I I will continue to keep doing that and keep keep trying to figure it out and working on my spirituality for sure. Yeah. I do want to keep I've been this is just all new to me within the past 2 years, you know, I've become more I've had opened the doors up for the relationship with God where I feel like before I was like closed off. So every day is, is different, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, it's interesting because people think uh, that, you know, if, if you're in a relationship with God is what I'm saying. We, I am mm-hmm. uh, that this, that's some kind of religiosity. Yeah. And it's not, some people take that as like, Oh, are you reading the Bible every day? Like everyone has, some weird, some different take on it, you know? Yeah. But being spiritual can really mean anything, right? Whatever. To me, it's just your relationship with God. Your spirituality is your relationship with God. Exactly. And uh, I've been very lucky that I've been, you know, my family and and the people that I've worked with and all that, 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 that's, that's our business. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. You know, it's teaching children, uh, trying to give them a relationship with God and teaching them what God's about. Mm-hmm. And hopefully then somehow their relationship will establish, you know. Very, very true. Yeah. And Mamma, you're a great woman. I love you so much. Uh, you're and a great granddaughter, too. Thank you. You're welcome. 
and you're you're the best. You're the OG, the original gangster, and the matriarch of our family. <laughs> and I love you, ma'ams. Thanks for coming on. I think that was a very good, very good chat about spirituality, and I think people can gain a lot from it. So thank you. Oh, I love you. You're welcome. Mamaw out, everyone. I love you. I love you. Thank you for being here. <laughs> okay, what did you just do? Just played my song. Wow. <laughs>